Well, it's a delight to be here. Those of you who have been here for a few weeks will realize that we've been looking at um, a series on discipleship, and um, we've, looked at, we've, we've taken one particular verse uh, that is the key background verse to this whole series. And so I'm just wondering if you've been listening, can anybody tell me what that key verse is, please? The one verse that underlines the whole of the last two months. Anybody? Follow me. Follow me and? I follows me. Follow me and I will make you fishes of men. I'll make you fish for people, however you want to phrase it. Um, and we split that up into three ways. Uh, so follow me is about that upward connection with God. Uh, I will make you is about recognizing that there's something about character change, and that's where we are this week. And then from next week, we're going to look at that outward stuff about fishing for people, about bringing others in too. And that's part of our calling. So um, hopefully then this diagram is, is fairly familiar to you. Um, we Up, in and out. And uh, we've begun to use some of the symbols from a, uh, an MP3 player or a video player. So that's the play symbol uh, that helps us to think that actually we all get to play. We all get to enjoy and to follow and to be changed and to be transformed. Um, so let's just look, for those of you who haven't been here for some time, uh, that detail around the up connection. Um, we looked for a number of weeks at these symbols. Uh, we looked at uh, powering up in prayer. That's the top one. Uh, we've um, starting with prayer, using the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we talked about stopping and reading the Word of God, getting to know God through the Bible. We've talked about recording, recording the things, the way that God is speaking today. Uh, and then that back arrow is about refresh, that actually we are called to refresh ourselves as we worship. And it's a delight to worship together. So that's what we were looking at in January. Um, if you wanted words, we were looking at exalting God for his greatness, uh, enjoying God for his goodness, and encountering God in his glory. And if you missed any of those sermons, then most of them are online. Um, the, more recently, we've been looking at questions of character and community. Um, so if you like issues around identity, uh, idiosyncrasies and behavior, and that's where we are today. But let's just remind ourselves of where we've been. Um, the first symbol is all about God's big picture. Uh, and we looked at the gospel in those four words. Uh, God, oh, I've forgotten which way around we went now. But anyway, creation, salvation, God, and restoration uh, help us to understand that actually we were created to be in right relationship with God. We messed up, and um, God brought salvation, and that's part of that pick package of restoration. Um, but also, once we've discovered God's gospel, we then uh, can recognize that we change our identities. We fast forward, if you like, to a new identity, that actually we are no longer sinners trying to be saints, but we are saints who actually still sometimes sin. And therefore, we need to seek forgiveness. But, but, but fundamentally, we are saints. We are part of the kingdom of God, part of God's family, and that's what we're called to be. We recognize that truth that we have a new identity in Christ. But still, we need to be people who are growing in Christ. So at times we need to repent. If you like, we need to eject our sin um, and get it out of our lives. Uh, and we've looked at that. Um, that was a week when I was away, so I'm a bit sketchy on the detail. But go and listen online. Um, and then uh, last week we looked at um, recharging and recharging our batteries, our spiritual uh, our body, mind, spirit, emotion, and relationships, and how do we rest 
and recuperate and fit ourselves rightly for the task of following God. Um, And this week then, we're looking at a final piece of thinking based around our Bible reading of Acts 2 that we've had, um, which is really about um, church as home, if you like, Um, that we're called to be a people who together give, uh, do groups, do uh, think about our gifting and we grow, it's growth. Um, So we're going to look at those four things. Um, But I should say really that this passage, the Acts 2 passage, could be a whole sermon series on its own. Um, and in fact, there, are, uh, there is a whole movement now of Christians who take ten holy habits from this passage. So um, we'll outline them to you just because we can. Um, and um, I think you'll notice that some of these come up in other places in this sermon series. So we could have, we, uh, this, this passage in itself offers us this example that we're called to be people who discover biblical teaching. They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, but also fellowship. That is being together, uh, breaking of bread, communion, to prayer. Um, but then equally, they, um, there's, there's four habits. The faith habit is around sharing resources. Um, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Uh, there was, there's an element to service um, that actually they gave their money away um, to those who had need. We serve the poor. Um, they eat together. There's a hospitality in there. Um, they ate together. It's, it's in bold halfway down the page. Um, there's gladness and generosity as a, as a way of living. And that's how we're called to be. Um, but also we're called to be a people who worship, praising God, it says. Uh, but it, and again, a, 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 a grouping of people who together God adds to their number, who bring others to faith. Um, and that's the bottom bit, making more disciples. Now today, as you've seen, we're going to be a bit more sloganistic, um, and we gather our thoughts into those four headings we looked, we, I just outlined earlier. Let's go one more on, please. Um, there, those, those titles, Give Groups, Gifting and Growth. And we're using the symbol of the home because that's what church is intended to be about. Just as you can't choose your blood relatives... So we're all part of the family of God. And sometimes that is just about the only connection that we have with each other. A shared love for Jesus. A shared understanding of the good news that Jesus died for us. Now earthly families can be messy sometimes. And so too it is when God's people gather. But earthly families do have some ground rules that ha- about how we relate to each other. And we can have the same habits in church So at home, I often talk about nice words or no words. And perhaps that's a helpful set of phrasing for us here. I encourage my children and thus myself to use please and thank you. I I encourage them to offer to help around the house. To be other-centered rather than self-centered. As a parent, I find myself often um, talking about forgiveness about not letting the sun go down on your anger. And that's the Ephesians 4 passage is there. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. But I also I want to catch my children doing something good. I want to praise them and build them up. We can all use the same thinking in church. And I wonder what rules you set in your house. What's normal for you in relating healthily to those around you? Inevitably, the habits we live our lives by 
That's the way we habitually behave. That spills over into our relationships with each other when we do gather. So human households, especially Christian God-honoring ones, need, I think, to look to the Bible for how we're called to live in all, the, in all situations. So there are some ground rules which help us, such as this, such as Jesus' teaching. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus died for us. But we could expand that a little bit. We could, example, look, as I did last week, at uh, Ephesians 4, where Paul writes, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's how we're called to live, friends. It's actually not rocket science in that sense. It's not hard to say, but it is really hard to do. So in terms of corporate or gathered life, actually I'm challenged by the quality of that life that we read of in Acts chapter 2. It says they devoted themselves. Shall we say it together? They devoted themselves. I didn't hear you. They devoted themselves. Devotion. Giving my all. Making it their top number one priority. This is what they gave their all to. It's, it's those four things on the screen. Um, first of all, the apostles' teaching. Now, this you possibly can't see. It's a bit of a red herring almost. It's a quest- the question starts with, should you go to church on Sunday? And the first question is, do you have something better to do? Yes, no. No, go to church then. Yes, are you really sure? Then no, go to church. If it's yes, then, um, and this is the bit I want to read to you. I just want you to hear yourself say it out loud first. I am, no- I am going to do this on Sunday, like I'm going to do the ironing on Sunday, and it is more important than worshipping the Lord. Go ahead and say it. And then it says, the next box down, it says, now that you've said that to yourself, say that again to God. And so it goes on. Do you still think it's important? Do you still think it involves a work of necessity? And if it's necessary, and, it's, and in the terms of this, this picture, not sport and you can't do it another time of day, then go in peace and do it. But otherwise, the calling is to be part of a church community and to be regularly in church. Um, Let's move on, because that's probably not the world's most helpful or visible um, image for you. Um, But it really should be a no-brainer. We're we're helped tremendously in that devotion, in that choice to commit, if, of course, church is a good place to be. If friendships are formed and God is honoured in our relationships and in the words we use around each other. Just as in human families, it's easier to want to choose to be together if there's a positive attitude at home. And of course, I need to say this today, mums do so much to set the scene at home. But also dads. Let's get back to the text. They... uh, No, let's go back a bit. Back one. There you go. They devoted themselves... To those four things, apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and to prayer. So that is the people, they, the people who are followers of Jesus, they devoted, they gave themselves fully to the apostles' teaching. Now, 
I think we could take this as uh, devoted themselves fully to finding biblical teaching. And I recognize that with the internet, it's easy to find the world's finest preachers out there. But actually, I think there's something here about leaders. The apostles were the church leaders of the early church. So you could read that as they gave themselves to the teaching of the leaders of the church. The then current church leaders. Now, it's a bit hard for me to go on too much about this. But at heart, I I recognize we're a voluntary association of followers of Jesus. And if the way we do things here just does not work for you, and you have no respect for the leadership, and you have no support in your heart for the ways that we're reaching out to the local community, then you have to say something has to change. Either you change, or you change the church you go to. Because actually the calling is that wherever we go, we're devoted. We're devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the, to the teaching. Yes, it needs to be biblical teaching. Yes, it needs to be teaching that reflects the Bible. But we, when we're committed, we're devoted. But equally, we're devoted to fellowship, to each other, to building each other up in the faith. Not tearing each other down, but building each other up. We're committed, or they were committed, to the breaking of bread, to communion. And remembering thus the death and the resurrection of Jesus for us. And the verses we have suggest that they did that both at church, when they gathered as a big group, and at home. Verse 46 has it, that they broke bread in each other's houses. And then, it says, they devoted themselves to prayer. Again, I think we could run a whole sermon series on prayer. But for today, suffice it to say that I think we're not called to pray for healing. I know that sounds a bit radical, but actually we're called to command healing. Heal those who are ill, said Jesus, to those who are going out. And then tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. Not pray for those who are ill. But on a more positive side, actually the Lord's Prayer is a good um, pattern for us to be using. And we looked at the Lord's Prayer um, a few weeks ago now, and if you've missed that sermon, then have a good listen to it. Um, But remember that it's the pattern for how we're called to pray. We recognize that we are children of God, our Father in heaven. We give thanks for what he's done. We ask for our needs. We repent of our sins, and we recognize the truth about God. And that's the pattern for how we're called to be in relationship, to bring ourselves to God in prayer. Which is nothing about praying for auntie's little toe, is it? That's hurting a bit. Hmm. So, giving then. You might say that they gave themselves fully to leadership, but equally we could think of giving fully to the... the, um, Vision for the future to culture to finances. Let me just expand on that a bit. Um, clearly, if leadership is acting unbiblically, then, then um, weigh it against the Bible. Follow what you th- understand God is calling you to. Because actually, we all have a direct relationship with God. We all do. 
It's not just something mitigated through a leader. But as a church, we've identified a particular purpose and vision for the future. We have a general purpose, which I think is, is universal. It's for all Christians across all times. And if you've been around this place for some years, hopefully you've seen this kind of thinking before. We have a great commission where we are to go, to tell the good news, to, bapt- to bring others to faith, that is, to baptize, to teach people to obey what Jesus has commanded, but to remember that God is with us. But equally, we have a great commandment, which is about loving one another. That's universal to everybody, everywhere, whatever time we live in. Whether we live in AD 500 in Turkey or in 2018 in Chatham. It makes no difference. That's universal. For us as a church, we've identified a particular vision, which we've talked about a number of times in the past, but I hope for those of you who knew, just notice this. Um, that actually what we want to become as a church, as a community, is to be people who engage with the, effectively the fullness of God's Holy Spirit at work in and through us each and every day. But equally to connect with our local community with an aim to mission. And finally to be a church that resources other churches. Those are things that we've said on and off for six or seven years now. And I I don't see any reason why we particularly need to change them. And out of that, um, that that vision, but then also we've got um, a a set of things that we say we value, the values that we live by. So prayer, loving God, loving neighbor, letting the gospel be the only stumbling block, let the spirit convict. And actually we all have a calling to be member. Every member is a missionary. So people who are missional, we're called to be people who bring the kingdom of God to earth, wherever that earth is for us. That's how we are, we've set ourselves that we want to live. And out of that vision, out of that values we want to in, that we want to inhabit, that comes the specifics of what we choose to do. That's why there's a church prayer meeting once a month. Because we say that prayer is important. It'd be lovely to see you all next month. That's why we run a food bank. Because we want to meet the needs of the local community. That's why we run Walters Laid Sings, because we want to bless the local community with friendship, with fun. We want to build relationships and enable others to discover this amazing love of God. That's why we've sent people out from here to to plant a church at St. John's at Chatham, because this good news that we hold is too precious for us to keep to ourselves. That's why we run things like Kids Club. Did you know there are Kids Club? There are more than 40 children in, in, in that loop. And... Most of them come who have no other contact with the church. And we want to share the love of God with the local community too. And we think children are a good place to start. And that's why we run Kids Club. And I could go on. But of course, it all takes time and money. So the question has to be, could you volunteer? Could you give? Last month, the church council set a budget for this year where we're going to overspend by £15,000. That's partly because we've sent a whole group of people to St. John's. That's that's actually only £12.50 per household per month. But that's the overspend this year. And we live in faith that people, you, will review, think, seek God, be devoted to that. At the same time, 
we set ourselves a reality that actually our children's and families worker was funded from external funds for half of the time um, and that fund has come to an end and so we are seeking grants from other charities but equally we need to look to ourselves do we value that outreach to children if so we need to fund it better Now, time ebbs away, and I've covered the first of four points. <laughs> Oops. Um, let, me, let me just give you a bit more of a summary on the others, because I think they're fairly obvious. Groups, then. We are called to be people, uh, and what we hear in, the, in Acts chapter 2 is that groups are good for us, good for friendships. Groups are good for getting your questions answered. They're good for accountability. You look around and you know whether your friends are here today. And most of the friends that we make are friends that we are make because of small groups. So be in one. Be in a group. Whatever size works for you. Whether it's a prayer triplet or whether it's a home group or whether it's something else. But be in it and be devoted to it. Don't skip from group to group just because the going gets tough. Stick it out and see God change you. Gifting then. Gifting, we all have gifts and talents. The calling is that we use them to God's glory. I don't pretend I can arrange the flowers. Oh, it's Lent, they're not here. Um, but others can, and others do arrange the flowers. I don't pretend that I can visit everyone in church, so other people do. We're all part of the body of Christ, and which church member visits or calls another church member really doesn't matter. We're all the same. We're a a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This is, a, if you like, in technical terms, a distributed network of care and concern. If you have a gift of hospitality, then use it. If you have the ability to give generously, then do that, please. If it's in prophecy or administration or playing an instrument, whatever gift you have, the calling on us all is to use those gifts to the glory of God, to the furtherance of his kingdom here on earth. Because actually, that's what part of our purpose on earth is, that we set the right conditions that others can come to know this amazing God. Wherever you meet them, meet those that are not yet people of faith, whether at home or work, at school, as neighbors or friends, actually we're called to be people who hold out that gift of the love of God and the forgiveness of God to everybody that we meet. Growth in the kingdom is what we're called to. And that's where we're headed for the next month or so, with a slight pause for Easter, that actually we're going to look at much more about how do, we, how do we set ourselves out to be able to give an answer for the faith that we have. As we come to an end, notice that the end of the passage says that the Lord added daily to their numbers. And it started with they devoted themselves. I think the two are not, are, are, are linked. It's not, it's no, it's no coincidence. I think that because they were devoted, so the Lord in his grace added to their number daily. And that's my prayer for us. Lord, may that be the reality for us in these days too, that day by day we see people coming to faith because that's our calling. Let's pray, friends.
Father, thank you that you know all about us and you still love us. But Father, equally, you know the gifts, the abilities that we hide. You know the state of our hearts. You know whether or not we're devoted in different areas of our lives. Father, I ask that you would challenge us to change where you're calling us to change. That you would encourage us are those parts of our lives where we truly are living to your glory and honour. I pray too that you'd give us that ability to be people who look out for others, who are kind and compassionate, who catch other people doing good things and offer praise and thanksgiving for them. Now whatever it is that you've challenged us to this morning, I ask that you'd help us to bring change. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Now, Adele, are you going to explain these bits of paper? Yes. yes.